Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to We The People. My name is Jameson Bauman, as always, it's my pleasure and honor to be with you today, wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Alright, let's dive straight into it. This is the second part of my analysis of a political Supreme Court. The first episode was called Slippery Slope, um, and this will be called Slippery Slope Part 2, and this is the final part of this episode, so after this episode, I will be moving on to a new topic. Just a quick recap for you, if you haven't listened to it. I recommend that you do first, but just in case you do wind up listening to it out of order, part one of this two-part look at the uh, problems with the political Supreme Court looked at what happens when you don't have an independent judiciary and the problems that can arise from that. So whether that be people who have the same judicial philosophy or people who are appointed by a majority senate of one party or the other with no bipartisan consensus, we looked at the problems that that can arise from that. Now today in part two, we are going to examine how to how to keep that from happening or how to stop it from happening but hopefully how to keep it from happening and I concede that it's a bit late to keep it happening from completely because it's already happened but hopefully we can we can stop it before it gets completely and absurdly out of control. So with that in mind, I think the first thing you have to do is take judicial appointments out of the Senate's hands completely. And that would of course require a constitutional amendment. Because as the current constitution says, it says that presidents shall make appointments with the advice and consent of the Senate. And I think for the time, um, what the founders came up with worked. Because I thought, I think the founders thought, I should say, that the Senate would be less political than the House of Representatives and throughout most of the country's history they were they were more a house of review than a house of politics. George Washington described the Senate as the saucer uh, to cool the tea that the House produces. So for Most of our country's history, advising consent 
worked perfectly well, worked perfectly fine until the Senate developed quite a backwater house of cards just political uh, mentality which is straight out of House of Cards as I said but also out of a Tom Clancy novel or something it's very backwaterish and very very seedy so my opinion is you remove that requirement from the constitution and you replace it with in the case of judicial appointments an independent judicial commission comprised of lawyers, the current attorney general of the United States, whoever he or she may be at the time, and also the state attorney generals from across the country. And my opinion is they should draw up a list, a non-partisan, non-political list, and present that from the to the president and the president picks from the list who he or she would like to nominate and then the panel conducts an interview and the panel goes to the president and says we have conducted an interview we would agree that this person is appropriate to fill the seat or no we would not agree that this person is appropriate to fill the seat because of their qualifications and the president would pick somebody else from the list and if there's nobody on the list then either the commission would do more research or the president would pick somebody not on the list and not in the traditional vein and present that to the commission. And if you don't like the idea of the commission, I can understand that. So alternatively, I think we could adopt a system in the Netherlands where the judges that are higher up appoint the judges to sit on the lower courts. So that would mean the Supreme Court judges appoint the Court of Appeal judges, the Court of Appeal judges appoint the district judges, so on and so forth. And you're probably asking, well, in that case, who would appoint the Supreme Court judges? Well, in the Netherlands, that would be the king as the king appoints all judges and all public officials, but we don't have a king. So in that instance, the favorite option would be a straight appointment from the attorney general, who, as I accept, is a non-political figure, um, and someone with tremendous judicial knowledge. And I'm not commenting on the current Attorney General necessarily. I'm commenting on the position as a whole. So I think those are the two options you have. 
um, i.e. a judicial commission to advise the president about who to appoint and to lay down parameters on who exactly he or she can appoint because the commission will set those parameters or The Attorney General would appoint the Supreme Court with advice, of course, from other judicial officials, and the Supreme Court would appoint the Court of Appeal judges, and the Court of Appeal would appoint the Tri-Court judges, and so on and so forth. So I think those are the two realistic, non-political non-confirmation hearing processes that I could see working. Now, this is all just a hypothetical, but I could see those, I could see those working. I could see the first option working, not necessarily the second option, I think that would be a bit confusing for people, but I think establishing a judicial appointment commission would be relatively easy, and I do think um, removing the politics from it would be a good idea, so that we could help inspire confidence in the judiciary and its rulings. Because the rulings the judiciary makes are are quite important. They analyze important questions. And I think it's important for the public to have confidence in those rulings, to know that they've been made in a non-political, in a non-partisan way, and strictly on a legal basis, and to have confidence that the judiciary has evaluated a case not on how they personally feel, but on what the law says at the time. And those are two options that I've come up with after many, many hours of reflection, even before I decided to do a podcast uh, about how to restore the integrity and the fact-finding process of judicial appointments because it's important, above all else, to find the right candidate with the right necessary experience and also the the right qualifications. I mean, if you are going to sit on this Supreme Court, you don't necessarily want a lawyer who's only been a college professor, for example. You want someone who's been a college professor, someone who's also been a district attorney, maybe in private practice, maybe has done civil rights like You want varied experience. So I think an independent commission who can evaluate a candidate in a non-political way without all the hubbub of confirmation is important. Well, uh, thank you for listening as always. It's been a pleasure. It's 
a wonderful day where I am. I hope it's a wonderful day for you, wherever you are. I hope if you have nice weather, you have a chance to get out and enjoy it. Goodness knows I sure will. Thank you all very much, and I shall be speaking to you soon.